This podcast is brought to you in part by 1-800-PETMEDS. For all your pet needs, go to PetMeds.com and use the code BED, B-E-D, to get 10% off your next order. Well, here they come again. Yep, they're right on cue. It's those crazy gophers. They got bedtime stories just for you. They might sound crazy or a bit insane, but they just might make you smile or they'll stimulate your brain. It's bedtime stories. My kids love bedtime stories. My kids love it's bedtime stories. My kids love. Come on, y'all. It's them gophers. Have you heard? The men in the can and the animals are heading back to the park. What? I thought they found a safe place to stay in the wilderness. Why would they want to return to all that construction in the park? Their homes are destroyed. They'd have to go back by the dump. And you know that Bidus and Graystrike are very, very dangerous. And what about that evil crow? Why, Pearl? Why would they go back? I don't know, Happy. Why don't we tune into the new episode of The Adventures of the Man in the Can and find out? Good idea, Pearl. Hang on. Let me find it. Hold on. I think I found it. Bedtime Stories My Kids Love present Small and tasty, he's hard to catch. When there's a problem, there's no match for the man in the can. The Adventures of the Man in the Can. The Man in the Can and the return to the park. Fall was in the air. Although the days were still hot, they seemed shorter every day. The night air was cooler than before, and soon the heat would subside and the cooler weather would creep in. The leaves would turn autumn colors, and then as soon as fall came, winter would set in, and the snows and frigid nights would come next. The man in the can knew the animals from the park could not stay in the forest. He knew they would not survive the winter. Yes, it was cold in the park, and yes, they had snow, and yes, this wildlife reserve was a mere one-hour drive by car from their cozy little park, but still, the park animals had never endured a winter in the wild. The worries rested heavy on the man in the can's mind as he sat leaning against a small tree next to a rusty and old, but clean, Dr. Pepper can that he had found in the woods, probably left by a camper. The concern and worry was apparent on his face as Yellowbird swooped down to talk, to the little man. You look like you have a lot on your mind. Care to talk about it? Asked the bird. Yellowbird, we've endured much. You, me, and all the park animals. Battles, floods, sickness, conspiracy, and the journey here. We have befriended the wolves and managed to survive the summer in the wilderness. Moreover, through it all, we are all safe and have survived, and in many ways, we've all become stronger. However, I am worried that the winter is the foe we cannot beat, outthink, or outmaneuver. Winter will cause our food to go away and make all of us from the park look very appealing to those predators that up to now have respected our pact with the wolves. The cold here will not be as if in the park. We have no shelter of large buildings, warm air vents, nor sewers to escape the freezing weather. Here we are exposed. In addition, if and when we make our trek back to the park, We will have to walk most of the way as we cannot float upstream. And when we do so, we will have to walk right by the dump 
the home of the rats, and the refuge of Bidus, the snake lord. I fear the odds are stacked too high against us, and our luck may be about to run out, lamented the man in the can. Don't worry, little man. Like always, we will climb our mountains one step at a time. Why don't we send a scout, Bird, to check on the park and to see if our challenge is preparing for winter or preparing for our journey home, answered the bird wisely. You're right. Maybe I am worrying about too much without knowing what our challenge really is. Thanks, Yellowbird. Are you sure there's no Al in your family, quipped the tiny man? They both shared a relaxing laugh. Yellowbird sent out his fastest and most reliable scout to report back on the condition and progress of the construction in the park. The bird would be back in just a few hours. The man in the can closed his eyes and drifted off into a peaceful afternoon nap in the forest. On the ledge of a tall building near the park, Crag the Crow looked down on the park. The construction workers were gone. The noisy and heavy machines were gone. The streets were about to open as the sole workers left for those paying the crosswalk lines on the repaved streets. By tomorrow, the park will be back to normal. In fact, many people used the brand new benches as places to rest and strolled along the brand new cobblestone walks. Across the park, a handful of kids played on the erector set of a playground. But Craig knew that when the streets opened and the roadblocks were removed, the people would come back as if nothing had happened. It would only take a few days for everything to seem normal. Craig knew something else. The brisk nights would cause the animals in the park to wonder if the reconstruction of their home was complete and if they'd be able to move back into the park soon. A few days earlier, Craig had ordered all the crows to the city, far from the park, leaving only a handful of his most trusted minions to watch from strategic positions from around the park, watching for the scouts that the man in the can would surely send to let them know the progress. Construction went smoother than anticipated, and according to the remaining workers, the work was completed almost four weeks early, and this guaranteed a large bonus for all. Craig knew that when the scout arrived, they would see the completed project and report back to the man in the can, Yellowbird, and all the animals of the park, and soon thereafter, they would all return. People use the saying, eyes like an eagle, but truth be told, the crow has the same gift of extraordinary vision, and from the corner of Crag's dark black eyes, he spotted something small approaching from the direction of the river. Crag let out a call to all the crows in the area to stay put and to be quiet. Their presence will most likely be detected, but needed to be seen as normal, for everyone knows crows are everywhere. The small figure got closer and closer, and soon the obvious appearance of a bird approached the park. The bird suddenly swooped down and flew through the park only a few feet off the ground. The bird repeated this act over and over and finally circled up into the air over the park and headed toward the river and within minutes disappeared. Craig knew what that meant. His dreams of respect and a kingdom for the crows would soon be realized. He would soon assist in the defeat of his adversary and be the ruler of the skies over the park and the city. He would have a realm for the crows. He dreamed of the glory of victory and of the defeat of his enemy. He played out the plans in his head. The sound of an approaching crow snapped Crag from his visions of grandeur. The scout has left the city and is headed up the river towards the dump in the wilderness land, sire, quipped the bird. Thank you. Back to your post, as he may return soon, answered Crag. Yes, sir, snapped the attentive crow as he flew off. Crag knew it was time to tell Bidus the snake lord of the scout and of the pending return of the man in the can and the park animals and he knew Bidus the snake would be as anxious for this day as he had been. 
The bird, a scout named Feather, one of the five scout birds that reported back the wilderness find of the land they currently lived in, flew up the river as quickly as he could. It was more the joy and happiness of seeing the park completed. It was the large, new, and beautiful trees, the bushes, the flower beds, water fountains, walkways, and grass. The park was beautiful. The park had been transformed to the most beautiful thing he had ever seen, and he was anxious to report back to Yellowbird and the man in the can all of his findings. Soon Feather arrived with a flurry at the base of the tree where the man in the can napped. The sound of his wings flapping and the abrupt landing startled the tiny man from his slumber. What is it, Feather? What are your findings? asked the yellow bird as the man in the can rubbed the sleep from his eyes. The park is complete and it is beautiful. The trees, the foliage, the walkways, the playground, all of it brand new and there are people there park people people we know and it all looks so new i have never seen such a beautiful place in my entire life answered the scout with glee so you're saying the park is done all the workers are gone the machines are gone and people are walking and playing in the park asked the man in the can yes all you say is true responded feathers quickly and with enthusiasm was there anything that did not seem normal about the park Other than the entire place being new, continued the small man. Well, there are four workers left painting lines on the road, and our absence has attracted a handful of crows. But otherwise, little man, the place is paradise, answered the scout, again with enthusiasm. Yellowbird, feathers correct. If all that is left are workers painting the walkways for the people to cross the streets into the park, there is no doubt in my mind the entire project will be complete before we arrive. It may be complete today. The appearance of crows do disturb me, and we'll have to consider how we deal with our new tenants. But all in all, I would consider this report extremely positive, and we need to begin to plan out our trip back home immediately, said the small man. I agree, and we need to do so before the weather changes, for I am sure we'll need to get accustomed to our new park, and moving in will have its own challenges. Little man, let's call together some of the animals and begin to discuss our plans of return, answered Yellowbird. Agreed, said the man in the can. Feather was dispatched to gather leaders of each group of animals, and tonight they would all sit and dine together and discuss the return to their home, the park. Will the animals want to leave the wilderness? What evil does Crag the Crow and Bidus the Snake Lord have waiting for the animals upon their return? How will the animals get past the dump? Find out on the next episode of The Man in the Cave. Small and tasty, he's hard to catch. When there's a problem, there's no match for the man in the can. The Adventures of the Man in the Can. Hey, Pearl. Do you know what a good deal is? The 99-cent menu at Nut Hut? No, that's not bad, but I have even a better one. A dot-com domain name for just $6.95 a year. How do you get a dot-com domain name for just $6.95 a year? Well, you go to GoDaddy.com and find a great domain name, and when you check out, enter the code BEDTIME3 to get these great savings. Get out of the way, Happy. I want my piece of the internet at GoDaddy.com. Get your piece of the internet at GoDaddy.com.